Welcome to the Simplified Organization Podcast, 15-minute conversations with real moms about managing our homes and family life cheerfully to the glory of God. We can actually enjoy housework and love being homemakers when we focus on truth and gratitude. I'm Misty Winkler, and I run Simply Convivial, a blog, podcast, and community helping women excel at homemaking and do life cheerfully. I'm also author of the book, The Convivial Homeschool, Gospel Encouragement for Keeping Your Sanity While Living and Learning Alongside Your Kids. And today I have part two of my conversation with Kat Lee from Hello Mornings. Kat is passionate about teaching others how to jumpstart each day with a grace-filled, life-giving morning routine. She's author of the Hello Mornings book, a speaker, podcaster, and the founder of hellomornings.org. She and her husband, Jimmy, live in Waco, Texas with their three kids. Back to my conversation with Kat. So do you have other tips or ideas about keeping a Christ-focused mindset, a good attitude during the day that might feel like it's getting away from us? Yeah, for sure. So I'm just going to share some of my personal favorites. So I try to do my three minute morning and what is always tempting to me is my phone. I always want to pick it up and I'm like, oh, I'm bored. I'm going to do this. I'm whatever. I have found that listening to the audio Bible in particular for me, because I'm a nerd, I love listening to the ESV and there's a voice called Kristen Getty. I don't know if that's actually a person who's reading it, but she's Irish. Listening to the Bible from a woman with an Irish accent is just, it's a really great way to start the day. And it's become my habit to, I'll do my three minute morning and I go to the gym with my son who's 16 now, early in the morning. So sometime my actual quiet time comes later in the day. But while I'm getting ready, I'll just put my AirPods in and I'll listen to whatever the scripture passage or chapter is for that day. I'm usually going through the gospels or something and I'm listening to her and I thoroughly enjoy it. And, and I have found that with listening to scripture, I'm so much more likely to listen longer than I would if I was just reading. I would mm-hmm. read my chapter and check it off. But if I'm listening, it just goes and I might be an ax before I know it. Mm-hmm. Finding those little things that you just love. I don't think spending time with God needs to feel like a checklist or a chore. And there are so many nuances about how God made us. That if we can understand how he designed us and how we tick, we can find those things that we really enjoy. And for me, it's listening to scripture. I also really love, like I have a little iPad mini and an Apple pencil. And for some reason, I don't want to write in my paper Bible. Freaks me out. (laughs) I have bad handwriting. I'm probably going to spell something incorrectly. But I have a PDF of the ESV Bible on my iPad. And I can mark that up all I want to. I can make it different colors. I can highlight it. And that tiny little tweak just makes it so much easier for me to study the word and to Mm -hmm. dive deeper into God's word. I also love the Tony Evans Bible commentaries. If you just want to read through scripture, but you want some help, that is my favorite Bible commentary resource. And then just having worship music playing. I I like to do a lot of things that don't have to be hard. I can hit play on the Bible. I can hit play on worship music. And I live in Waco, Texas. It is famous for another 
half Asian woman married to a white man. And she is Joanna Gaines, a fixer upper, if you're familiar with all that. She is a home decorator. And when you decorate your home, you create a certain vibe. And I think we can use decision design to help us to make better choices. I can have that ESV app right on the front of my phone, on the bottom little tray where you can put your favorite apps. I can have my worship playlist ready to go. And by designing my space and my decisions ahead of time, it makes it easier for me to do the things that I want to do, but I don't always end up doing. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I love the audio Bible also. I just discovered it when I was having a hard time getting through Leviticus. I'm already (laughs) taking a morning walk. So I'm just going to listen while I walk. And that's that's when I realized it's actually not as long of a book as I thought it was. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Listening. And then most people throughout history have actually heard the Bible rather than like it was intended to be read to people as well, especially true. Yeah. Literacy wasn't always there. People were supposed to be reading it to one another and being read to people. Yeah. Just adding the two where listening and walking at the same time has just been really fruitful practice for me. And feeling like you're getting a double hitter. (laughs) Okay. Two things. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Do you have a favorite voice that you listen to? It's funny. I listen to, I think it's, it's ESV and it's the David Cochran Heath. Okay. I haven't listened to that one. I'll have to check it out. I'd listened to his version for years and then got some other book. I forget now what it was, but on christianaudio.com, but he was the reader of the book. It was like, not the Bible. And I'm like, oh, I really can't do this. (laughs) (laughs) You are only allowed to read the Bible (laughs) because I'm getting confused now on what I'm listening to. (laughs) That's really funny. That makes sense though. Yes. I know a lot of our listeners have young children and it can feel like those years are going to last forever. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm transitioning myself to having older kids. My youngest is 10 now, but my oldest is 19. And so what have you found the insights or tips for moving into those older years and relating to our kids differently as they get older? And you have your kids are older, right? Yeah, I have a almost 21 year old and an 18 year old and a 16 year old. I feel like the most important thing I've done, just to give a little backdrop, my story is that I never knew my mom. She was from the Philippines. She married my dad, who was from Chicago. She was a nurse and she passed away when I was nine months old. So Mm -hmm. I never knew her. I never really had that spot in my life. Like I didn't know what it was like to have a mom. I didn't know what it was like to be a mom. So it was very scary journey to step into motherhood. And at the same time, I wanted to be the best mom I could be. And I know it can be hard to have a mom and have a difficult mother situation. There's also an element of hard in that I just didn't know what I was doing. And the only standard I had was perfection (laughs) because I'm only seeing the best out there. And so I was just very passionate about 
trying to be a good mom. And at the same time, I'm passionate about a lot of things. I love sports. I love technology. And I was very multifaceted. And that's really how this morning routine thing started. I was just, I was like, God, I need you. I'm going to mess this up. And I desperately need you every single day. And so that's how the morning routine thing started. And I think over the years, if there was one most important thing that I've done, it's that I've been as present as I can be. That doesn't mean time. So that doesn't mean that if you're a working mom, that makes any difference. It's more about intentionality. It's more about focus. It's more about really listening and asking questions, even though you are beyond listening and you don't (laughs) want to ask any more questions. Because I think the more that we can understand and know our children and how they tick, the more we can connect with them, the more safe they feel with us, and the more open our relationship can be so that we can navigate those really difficult situations and times and we can become friends as they're older. I have loved the teenage years. There have been highs and lows for sure, but I did not homeschool my kids through all the years. They went to private school and then each child for their eighth grade year, I homeschooled them that one particular year. And then they went to public school for high school. And regardless of whether you are able to homeschool your kids or not, whatever the situation, just being intentional about that one particular year, because I had them one-on-one, because I didn't have any twins or triplets, because I had them one-on-one, I was really able to get to know that one child all by themselves without the different semantics of having an older sibling or a younger sibling there. And I feel like that was very instrumental. So if that's something that you can do in your life, great. If it's not something that you can do, going on little dates with your child and just really being intentional about being a student of your children and knowing them and praying for them. I think one other very encouraging thing, I guess, that I heard was I would often feel like when I'm starting my day with Jesus, I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to be a great mom today. And in this quiet time, and I'm inviting you to come in and be a part of our day, come in and be a part of our family. And a friend shared with me just, a, I don't know, as she was praying, she just felt just that wasn't quite right. That it was really more like all the time, all day long, day and night, God is in this room with each one of our kids. And when we wake up and spend time with him, we're the ones knocking on the door of the things that he's already doing in their lives and the way that he's already showing them his love, the way that he's already leading them into the purposes that he has for them. And as we meet with him, we get to be a part of what he is doing. And that was an important shift for me because it took a weight off. It made it feel less, I've got to get this right and more, I've just got to be with Jesus. I've just got to listen to him and walk throughout my day and be open to whatever he's asking me to and letting my frustration, my impatience be cues to ask him what I need to do next. So listening, being a student of my kids and recognizing that I'm stepping into what he's doing and not the other way around have definitely been instrumental in my parenting, I think. Oh, that's a great point, yeah. Thank you so much, Kat, for joining me today. This has been helpful and encouraging. Yeah. Well, thank thanks you. for having me. It was super fun. I've loved chatting with you.
If you want to make the most of each and every day, then the best way to start is with a daily card, a list of the three most important things to do each day. It's hard to pick three for the day, but you also get a chance to redo it every day. So let me show you how to make this fast and simple daily to-do list. I have a free workshop and five-day challenge that will show you how to get the most out of every day with the daily card. You can find the workshop and five-day challenge at simplyconvivial.com slash daily card. That's simplyconvivial.com slash daily card and practice this fast and simple way to think through and plan for each day. It will help you repent, rejoice, repeat. <laughs>